Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Today we start a new series. It is called Hearing God, week one. Um, we're going to learn about how do we hear God, how does He speak. Now, hearing God brings this paradox. It can actually be very conf- confusing. Because on one hand, when we look at Scripture, we know that God speaks. We see all through Scripture, God speaks to His people. Um, God speaks in many different ways. We have friends and family members who say things like, God told me, or God was leading me. Um, We hear different religious leaders and and, and Christian leaders say, you know, God told me, or God's leading me, or or I believe God said this. And so we absolutely believe He speaks, right? We we understand it. We, we, We see in Scripture, our friends and family talk about it, yet On the other hand, and here's the paradox, we ask the question, well, why doesn't he speak to me? And some of us, we think, maybe we're not good enough. Maybe we don't know enough of the Bible. Maybe we haven't earned our way to hearing from God. And there can be a lot of confusion around how does God speak? And so often we find ourselves thinking, I think God spoke, but I'm not really sure. I think I heard his voice and I kind of believe he was leading me to do this or make that decision. But am I 100%? Probably not. So it can create quite a paradox. It can create quite confusion for us as followers of Christ. So here's the goal. Over these next three weeks, we want to debunk some of those myths. We want to give some practical teaching on how God speaks. That's what we're going to learn about today. Next week, we've got a great message lined up. How do we position ourselves to hear? And then finally, we'll wrap up this series was how do we absolutely know? How do we confirm that it was God that spoke? So I am absolutely convinced, no question in my mind, based on Scripture, that God speaks to His people. He did it in the past and He does it today. In fact, Jesus came to restore mankind back to the relationship it had before the fall in the Garden of Eden where God came down and walked with Adam and Eve and they talked. There was this conversation. Jesus came to restore that relationship. And so absolutely God speaks Yet even when God does speak, we have very little understanding of what it should look like and so little competence in dealing with it. No wonder hearing from God can be an issue for all of us. So today we're going to ask God, how do you speak? So we can have understanding and practical knowledge of the way God speaks. Let me add before I jump in. The goal of this series is not to only hear God. Okay, what is the goal? (laughs) Didn't you call the series Hearing God? Hearing God is not the end goal. It's not the end destination. Hearing God is part of the process of having a deeper relationship with God. That's the goal. Our goal is this intimate relationship where we're having these ongoing discussions with God daily, constantly. Hearing God is a big piece of that, but it's not the goal. 
Because if hearing God was the only goal, then all God would be would be an instruction manual, just telling us what to do. He'd be nothing more than your iPhone, a device that you use to get information to to get you what you need. God is more than that. God wants to have this intimate relationship where it's a two-way relationship of talking and listening and speaking and hearing. And that's what we're going to learn about today. So how does God speak? How does God speak? Scripture puts six different categories into how God speaks. I want to share all six. We're going to move fairly quickly because I want us to embrace as believers that God still speaks today. And He still speaks through these six different categories. But we should hunger and thirst and look and listen for God to move in these areas. Are we good with that? The first one. God speaks through miracles. This is uh, something supernatural, uh, an event in the physical world that surpasses human or natural powers. Numbers 22 verse 28. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth and it said to Balaam, what have I done to make you beat me three times? This is like a scene out of Shrek. This donkey starts talking to Balaam, who's riding the donkey. Talk about a miracle. Now, what's interesting about this part of Scripture is Balaam, who's the rider of the donkey, starts to have this conversation with this donkey where God is speaking through this donkey. If it was me, I'd be like, are you kidding me? This donkey's talking. This is out of control. You know, we need to get a video of this. We need to YouTube it. We need to be famous. And so God often speaks miraculously. We see God spoke to Moses through what? A burning bush, Exodus 3.2. Though the bush was engulfed in flames... It didn't burn up. This is amazing, God said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go to see it. When Moses went to the bush, God's voice came out through the bush. Or God spoke when his son was baptized, Jesus, and came up. And he said, this is my son, my servant, um, who, who I'm well pleased. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open and he saw the Spirit descending like a dove. It was a miraculous event and God spoke in that moment. Or when God spoke to Saul, he used a light as he was approaching Damascus. This is Saul on his mission. A light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. And then he heard a voice come out of this light. Why are you persecuting me? So we see in Scripture, God can speak through miracles. So a little story about my uh, faith. I went to a youth camp, didn't grow up in a Christian church, never went to church, but I was dragged along to a youth camp because my mate told me there were girls there. And so I was all in, went to this youth camp, and I just had a moment with God in the service. And I thought, maybe God is real. Maybe there is a God. And so after the service, we're in a campsite. I climbed this mountain. Little 15-year-old kid, right? I climbed the mountain because I wanted to find God. I thought, well, God's got to be high, you know, up in heaven. So higher I get, more chance I can see him. So I climbed this mountain. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just, is God real? And I get to the top and I couldn't see God. And I sat down and I sat there and I saw these sticks on the ground. And I said, God, if you're real... I'll follow you all the days of my life. 
And if you're real, prove it to me and move these sticks. True story. And, and I'm like, I don't know whether it was the wind or the, the mountain shook or the earthquake or what. The sticks moved. I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding. It was that moment in my life. It was 35 years ago. It was such an encounter I had with God. He didn't say anything. There was no audible voices, but the sticks moved in front of my eyes. I had to fulfill my deal with God to follow him. And I have been since. I don't know about you. Maybe there was a miracle in your life where you heard God or he spoke to you. Uh, Maybe he hasn't. I believe he can. I believe he wants to. God is the same yesterday, today and forever. God can speak through miracles. God also speaks in Scripture through angels. Samson's parents were told they would have a child. The angel of the Lord appeared to Manoah's wife and said, even though you have been unable to have children, you'll soon become pregnant and give birth to a son. The angel spoke to their parents. We see the women at the tomb after Jesus was resurrected. The angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who is crucified. He isn't here. He's risen from the dead. Then we see angels speaking in the New Testament church in the book of Acts. But an angel of the Lord came at night and opened the gates of the jail and brought them out. He told them, go to the temple and give people this message of life. You hear stories all through scriptures about angels speaking. Angels are real. Angels are often what God uses to speak his instruction to his people. Uh, Some people I know have, have heard angels. I've never heard of an angel speak to me or I've never encountered an angel, but that doesn't mean they're not there and they're not real. In fact, one thing I would always do with my five kids when I would tuck them into bed at night when they were younger, I would say to my boys specifically, hey, I'm going to pray for angels to come and watch over you. I'm thinking, why not? I need all the help I can get, right? I'm outnumbered. I need help. So why not get these angels? There's no cost. There's no contract, right? Why wouldn't you use a free angel to to do God's work? So I would pray, okay, boys, how many angels do you want tonight? And one of them would say, I want 10. And then the next guy, my other son, would hear, I want more than that. I want 20. By the time we got to the fourth, it was like a billion angels. And we would pray every night, God, I send angels to watch over them, protect them. I believe in angels. It's clear in Scripture. Angels are real. Angels can be used by God to speak. Maybe that's something you want to pursue, is to say, God, you're a God who speaks through miracles. You're a God who speaks through angels. The next way God speaks is dreams and visions. Have you ever had a dream or a vision from the Lord? That night, Paul had a vision. A a man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with them, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach in the good news. God used this vision to direct Paul's steps to preach the gospel. He can do the same thing today. He can give you a vision to direct your steps for his kingdom. Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker, they each had a dream. And they replied, we both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. The prophet Joel said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon your people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will what? 
see visions. Your old men will what? Dream dreams. As I was studying this message, I'm like, well, how old do you have to be to be old? It's a good question, isn't it? Because as I get older, I keep moving that that figure. And so I did some research and some studied and the Pew Research Centre report came out that found those who were under 30, when they were questioned about what age is considered old, they said anyone in their 50s and up, 50s and up, you're considered old for those who are under 30. So I am in the old category. Then I started thinking, why do old men dream dreams? And I think it's because we just start sleeping more. Can anybody say, nana nap Sunday afternoon, glory to God. I'm having these little afternoon cat naps and I'm like, this is so awesome. But it's probably because I'm old, but that's okay because I can dream dreams. And so bring on the dreaming. The actual truth of this scripture is that we can all dream dreams and we can all have visions. It's not limited to an age, um, but this was just metaphorically speaking. So we're not limited because we're over 50. We can't have visions. We can still have visions. Uh, This is just a point that God wanted to bring that we can all have visions in dreams. The fourth way that God speaks. Let's recap to help us remember. The first one was what? Help me out. Miracles. How does God speak? What was the second way? Angels. How else does God speak? The third way? Visions and dreams. The fourth is the audible voice of God. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel! Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? So Samuel hears an audible voice while he's sleeping. He thinks it's Eli the prophet. So he runs, or the priest rather, he runs to Eli to say, hey, hey, I'm here. Well, this went on three times. Eli said, I never called you, bro. You go back to bed. The third time Eli realized, hang on, this is God speaking. And so Eli instructed Samuel to say, the next time you hear God, say, yes, God, your servant is listening. And he spoke. I've never heard the audible voice of God, but I do know people who have. And I do know that God can speak by speaking audibly. He speaks through the audible. The other way God speaks is through human voice. This is where God speaks through another person. Of all the ways in which a message from an outside person, this is the most common ones where God speaks through another human being. This is how we receive the Scriptures. God spoke and the people wrote down the words and this is how we have Scripture today. Because God wants to be in relationship where he works out his kingdom on earth through mankind. God just doesn't want to organise his kingdom on earth on his own. He partners with us. That's why God will often speak to you a word for someone else. 
Now, most of the time we get caught up as Christians, God, I want to hear your voice for me. God, speak to me. God, what do I do in this situation? God, give me a word. God, God should I take this job? God, should I leave? God, should... And we often ask God to give us a word for ourselves, and He does, and that's absolutely fine. That's, that's how a relationship works. But God also wants to give you a word for someone else. And so when God speaks, we partner with Him. And it's critical to remember this doesn't come through the pastor. It doesn't come through someone who's got a microphone. We're, we're all equal in God's eyes. I'm no better than you. You're, you're no better than me. We're, we're one through Christ. And God can actually speak through you to someone else. I had a friend I took to church and she was more from a traditional uh, background in church and she believed in God, but she had never known Christ or never experienced the, the Holy Spirit. And so I took her to a church service and it was pretty wild and I'm like, come on God, just, just show yourself to her, a bit nervous. And she was sitting there and she was just questioning everything. Is this real? Is this just make-believe? Is this just hype? And she said these words to God in her mind. She said, God, if you're real, tell the preacher I'm asking that question. So she's sitting next to me. The preacher's doing his thing. And, and, and she says, God, if you're real, let, let, let the preacher recognize me. So the preacher was preaching away. All of a sudden, in that moment, he stopped mid-sentence he turned and pointed, said, someone in this direction has just asked God if he's real, that I would stop and recognize you. Let me tell you, God's real. And he kept on preaching. It was just unbelievable. I just had goosebumps. God can speak through you for someone else. Uh, Exodus 4.12, we see this with Moses. Now go, I will be with you as you what? As you speak. And I will instruct you what to say. God wants to speak through you. He wants to speak through you to speak to your children, to speak to your work colleagues, to speak to your friends. Paul relied on God's words, not his own. And my message in 1 Corinthians 2.4 and my preaching are very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, in other words, rather relying on his own ability, his own words, I relied on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Paul knew that he needed God's words to speak into the lives of the New Testament church. God often speaks through others. And so my vision for our church at Hills, for Bonnie and my, me, our vision is to equip you, to train you, to develop you, so you can be used of God to impact your world. Because God wants to speak not just to you, are you listening? God wants to speak through you. God wants to connect with you and speak a word of encouragement, maybe a word of knowledge, uh, maybe a word um, of, of guidance, um, maybe a word of wisdom. 
And so my heart is don't think that it all has to come through me preaching on Sunday. The hearing the Word of God is designed to come through every believer so that you can impact those around you. Well, how do you do that? Well, God speaks to our inner voice. And this is the last way that God speaks. He speaks into our spirit. So if you're a believer, you're a new creation, when you come under the power of God and you become a child of God, He takes over. He resides in you. So check this out. He can guide your thoughts and your emotions. He can work with the faculties of your being to speak to you. Well, well, well how, how, how does that work? When God speaks to our inner being, our inner voice, this is the primary way God speaks to us. But we can get confused because we're not sure, is the world speaking? Is it our flesh speaking? Or is it God speaking? So the more we are under His authority and the closer we are, then the more in tune we become. Remember we did that series on the Holy Spirit. And the goal was to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible actually talked about being drunk in the Holy Spirit. And we taught that being drunk means being under the influence. When you're under the influence of alcohol, I know none of you would do that. But remember back in the day, or your friends, remember, remember, uh, uh, I've been told this is what it's like, Prash told me, that, that when, you're, when you're under the influence of alcohol, you, you act differently, you think differently, you speak differently, right? You're confident, you think you can do anything, you think you're better looking than you are. You remember those days? Well, well, in the same way, the Holy Spirit wants you to be under the influence where the Holy Spirit guides your thoughts and, and guides your imagination, and gives you intuition and speaks to your inner voice. Proverbs 20, 27. The spirit of man is the lamp of God. It shows all the inside parts of his heart. God is like a lamp and he guides and he shines and he directs our inner voice. When we have an idea, it can be God. When we have a thought, it can be God. When we have an impression, it can be God. God works through our mind, our emotions. God works through us. We're intelligent. We're smart. We're, we're wired like that. So God can guide and direct our faculty to hear His voice. Bonnie is very intuitive and she's very good in this area of listening to God in her inner voice. Just the other day, one of our boys was out and she just had a sense that something wasn't right. You know how you go somewhere and you're, hey, something's not happening. You walk into a conversation, oh, there's some, there's some something going on there. There's sort of tension. There's you walk into a home or into a business or walk into an office and you just have a check in your spirit. That's God speaking to you. What you need to do is act on it because God's telling you for a purpose to pray. God's telling you to, to maybe encourage, to, to have a word, to, to, to respond, react. God speaks to your inner voice. This is what I love about all the five, the six different ways God speaks. This is the most intimate. This is the one that's most relational. 
In fact, 1 Corinthians 2.13, we don't have to rely on the world's guesses and opinions. We didn't learn this by reading books or going to school. We learnt it from who? From God. How did God teach us? God taught us person to person. When God speaks to us, it's person to person. Jesus, and we're passing it on to you in the same first-hand personal way. In the union and communion of the believer with God, their, their two beings are unified and inhabit each other. In fact, Jesus prayed as He left this earth in John 17, 20, I ask that you'll be one. Just as me and the Father are one. God speaks through your inner voice. Let's recap the six. Number one, God speaks through miracles. Number two, God speaks through angels. Number three, God speaks through dreams and visions. Number four, God speaks through audible voice. Number five, God speaks through human voices. And the last one is God speaks through our inner voice. We recently had Vicki Simpson, who's a prophetess, and she, she really teaches on hearing God's voice. She'll be back on the 19th, Monday night. It's free. You don't want to miss it. It was packed the last uh, course we had because we want to equip you. She's going to have a, um, a practical um, uh, uh, seminar, and she'll be giving us an example of how to get a word for someone blindfolded. And so don't be fearful, come along, it, it'll help you. But she says God speaks to your inner voice four ways, by hearing. N not audibly, but you know how you can hear something, but it's not audible? You, you just hear a voice and you, you, it's actually louder than audible. You just hear a voice and you, you just know it. It's, it's that still small voice, but just grabs you. It's, it's louder than anything audible and you just you hear it. Another way God speaks to our inner voice is by seeing. God will drop an image. God will put an imagination, an idea, a witty invention, something for business, an idea. He'll just pop it into your, your mind. The other way God speaks is by feeling. You'll just get a feeling, a, a pain or a burden. You'll just physically feel something for someone else. Another way God speaks to our inner voice is a knowing. Suddenly you've got knowledge that you never had before. He just downloads and deposits all this knowledge about this subject you didn't know. God speaks to His people. And the next couple of weeks, we're going to learn how do we listen? And then how do we know? But today I wanted to lay the foundation that God speaks today. Is God speaking to you? Are you hearing His voice? Did you know that it's available to you? You don't have to earn it or be some special superstar Christian. As a believer, you are able to hear God. He may speak through different ways. There's six different categories that He speaks. But the point is God wants to speak because He wants to have a relationship with you. Not one that's built on your friend or your neighbour or your spouse or the pastor or the church. One that's built on person to person. You and God. No middleman. Just you receiving and you sharing. Father, I pray today that our hearts would be open to hear your voice. I thank you that you're a God that speaks. You're a God that wants to be in relationship with us. 
I pray, God, we would seek and desire to hear You, that we would even study Your Word, that we would write down those six categories and put them on the windscreen of our car and say, God, I want You to speak through one of these six today, that we would just really pursue it. You're still praying today. Some of you, you've, you've never heard God's voice because sin has separated us from God. See, what happened? God was walking with man in the, in the garden with, with Adam and Eve and it was perfect unity and oneness until Adam and Eve sinned and they ate of the tree of life and they were put into shame and they realised they were naked and they hid. So sin causes us to hide from God. When you're hiding, you can't hear because you're hiding. It's like hide and seek, you know, that you're hiding away. So God sent His Son Jesus to restore our relationship back with the Father. He died on the cross. He rose again, blameless, perfect, the Lamb of God, and died so your sins could be forgiven so you could know the Father in heaven. And that's why you're here today. Some of you, it's time to make that decision to surrender to Jesus Christ. And then He'll start speaking to you. You'll be the same as me. One, one second later, you'll be able to hear God's voice. If that's you, would you boldly raise your hand and say, yeah, Miles, I want to be saved. I want to hear His voice. I want to know God. I don't know why you're here today, but I believe God brought you here for this moment. You thought you came for another reason, but you're here today to know Jesus, to hear His voice. Just raise your hand wherever you are. I won't embarrass you, but I do want to pray for you that God would change you by His grace and His love. Church, let's pray a prayer out loud together. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Save me. Forgive me. Be my Lord. I want to follow you all the days of my life. I pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. We're going to enter into a time of worship. But this is more than a time of worship. I believe this is a time of ministry. A time where God can actually speak to you right here, right now. We we don't need anything special or lights or cameras. or you, You just need to have a heart that's open. And as we worship and you turn your heart to God and you stop thinking about the activities of the day, and you focus on Him, I'm praying God will speak to you. Father, I pray over our people. Speak to us. Lord, I declare You're the God that speaks. I pray we would be open to hear. Father, I pray there'd be an environment of of, of the move of God in this place. Your presence would be so powerful, so strong that we would have visions. In a moment, we would get a word. We'd have an idea that You'd give us an idea for work or an idea for our business or something we need to do with an employee or something with our family. God, You you, you would answer us. You would speak to us. God, we're hungry. Would You minister to us? We pray this in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen.